I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you seven great standards you don't know. Now you don't know me. How do you know I don't know these? <laughs> now this for the audience. Oh, for Remember? the audience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we don't know you, so if you know these, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're both so accusatory and apologetic at the same time. <laughs> we're getting cocky on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so these are, well, if you do know them, good for you. That's but right. if you don't know them, shame on you. No, I think the idea is this, these are less jam session-y standards. These are more right. like, I mean, good jazz musicians probably know all of these. That's true. And, and have played them at least. Um, so these are definitely some of the, like, the next level standards that you may want to get in your repertoire. Yeah, and actually, now that I'm I'm looking, there's at least one on here. Not only do I not know, I've never heard of. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I All think right. so. Um, let's start out with uh, "I Cover the Waterfront." It's a great tune. Great tune, going way back. You know, a lot of times where I mean, definitely a you know a standard. Uh, I always think about when I first heard Louis Armstrong and got into some kind of older stuff. I was lucky because this trumpet player in New Orleans kind of hit me to a bunch of, like, I'd heard Louis Arms, I was like, oh, he's corny, you know, what a wonderful world or whatever, I was young and dumb, and he's like, you need to check these, you need to go back further and check these, I was like, go back further, oh, hells uh, no, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but um, he, like, gave me a bunch of tracks, like Dinah, and I Cover the Waterfront, um, I Got a Right to Sing the Blues, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, I really just, it just drew me into Louis Armstrong. And then I started thinking about, man, this is like 1932, 1928, you know, the hot fives, the hot sevens, that stuff. And like really listening to the soloing and the phrasing of what he was doing. Now, everything around him was pretty corny sometimes, or, or dated. I shouldn't say corny. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, how that's when I really heard how ahead of his time was and just got into his voice and his phrasing and started to really understand, you know, how much he laid out everything that we did in terms of, jazz you know taking standard tunes and making them jazzy quote unquote i feel like i've heard this tune recently now where would i have heard this? well I, it was on my mind because i played <laughs> yeah i did it it's funny i just did a gig and i hadn't played it in like 25 years or something i recorded it years ago it's with, a cool arrangement you have though with the trio yeah and it was kind of you know oscar or yeah oscar peterson oscar peterson <laughs> yeah yeah oscar peterson arranged you know inspired arrangement and stuff so that's a fun one that's cool yep so my first one this is number two this is the great sam rivers tune Beatrice. Oh, wonderful. Super tune. fun tune. It's a short form. Uh, it's But the changes are really, really fun to play on. And uh, it's it's definitely become a standard in the circles that I run with. Yep. Uh, but I find that sometimes a lot of young players don't know this one. But check yeah. it out. No, and that's one of those tunes I think we could even have a list sometimes of like tunes that make you sound better than you are. It's true. <laughs> yeah. If you just play the tune and kind of honor the tune and then, you know, meander around the melody and stuff, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to sound above your pay grade, which is nice. It's a well-written tune for sure. Sam Rivers. Amazing. And I think that's a great, you know, jazz standard because standard, we just said standards. And sometimes people think it has to be old Broadway tunes. American Songbook. Yeah. Yeah, American yeah, yeah. Songbook, but then jazz standards, and then even like pop standards, they all go into the jazz standard oeuvre, I would say. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, number three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the great Benny Golson <laughs> classic. <laughs> the great. <laughs> the great. Um, I Remember Clifford. Awesome tune. Yeah, that's an awesome tune. Now, I learned this tune. Shame on me. I didn't know this until <laughs> I was, I can tell you exactly, I was 24 years old, and um, the very first 
gig I did with Roy Hargrove when I got in his band, um, I had learned like all of Roy's music and some other tunes. Like I was prepared. I felt like I was prepared. And God, we did like a sound check and just played a few things. And I was like, what else are we going to play? And he's like, oh, you know, you seem like you got it. And then um, he kind of sat at the piano. He's like, we might do this. I've been kind of thinking about, I remember Clifford. I was like, whoa, I don't really know that. And he's like, I'll show it to you. And he just like sat at the piano and taught it to me. Awesome. And like, I remember that tune. There's nothing like being taught a tune like yeah. when, when you know you have to play it later that night. But that's when I learned it and, you know, the melody and, and, and the changes and everything. So I've always loved that tune. I mean, and if we're talking about jazz standards here, Benny Golson's whole songbook is just an amazing collection of jazz standards. It oh, really, yeah. you know, talk about like getting you to play to sound good as a jazz musician. Right. If you learn, you know, all of his hits even, which some aren't even played that much, but right. they're all so good. Well, I think that this, the, the, you know what it is, this list, I just realized what we made, this could almost be like, these are tunes you can't just call on a gig and assume that any even good players are totally. going to know them. It's That's true. what this basically is. It's true. Yep. Well, that takes me to uh, number four, and that is the great ballad. Um, we're doing a lot of greats. The great. <laughs> the great. No, this is by a, a really quirky songwriter named Matt Dennis. Um, and this is a ballad called Everything Happens to Me. I played this for years with a particular singer that I used to play with, and she just killed this song. And it's a it's a real it's one of these lyrics that you can only really go through the lyrics one time because there's a bit of a punchline at the end of it, right. you know. Um, but he he wrote some really interesting stuff. Junior and Julie is another one that's mm. really interesting. Um, so Matt Dennis, check it out. He actually has a really quirky album that he did of his own stuff. As a weird dude, but a decent piano player and a really great composer and songwriter. Check it out. Everything happens to me. Didn't. Didn't Miles record this on like one of the working steaming, relaxing, I think he did, cooking yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I vaguely remember. I don't know that one. I need. I, need, I mean, I have heard it. I've never played it. It's a, it's a beautiful tune. Nice. All right, next I'm gonna go with uh, what is this number five? This masquerade is over. Cool. And this is there. I believe there's two versions of this tune. I used to always be confused about this because, you know, I grew up hearing a lot of like George Benson because he had some really big hits like when I was in high school and middle school, like pop hits. Um, you know, on, and then on Broadway and stuff, uh, or Broadway rather, not on Broadway. And 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 uh, he has this this mask. This masquerade is over. Oh no, that's the one I'm talking about now. See, I'm getting so confused. <laughs> I just confused myself. Seven great standards. Peter doesn't even know <laughs> this one. I know this might not come through, but this is the one I'm talking that's about. It's beautiful. Nancy yeah. Wilson. This is actually Joe Zavadol, I believe, on piano. Hmm. This is the Cannonball Nancy Wilson. But that, this masquer- the masquerade is over. That's what it is. George Not Benson's this. Yeah, is this. Yeah. That's okay. Now it's all coming back to me. They're both great tunes. But, um, oh, man, now I'm thinking about that Benson intro when he's singing along. Don't confuse it. I'm sorry. More, They're both good, man. They're both good. All right. The masquerade is over. Uh, and I don't even know who this is by. Now I forgot. Oh, but anyway, man. check it out on the Nancy Wilson Cannibal Classic recording. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that takes us to number six. And this is, uh, this is really not, this might not be a standard at all. It's, <laughs> it's not a great American songbook. I guess it kind of is. This is somewhere from the, music, the musical West Side Story by Leonard Bernstein. Um, this is... It's got to be great American songbook, isn't it? It is, right? West Side yeah. Story counts. But is you never hear... <laughs> so what's weird is, I've started playing this in the last two or three years... And you don't hear any jazz musicians play this one a lot. I think Keith Jarrett has done it, mm-hmm. but I right. don't hear a lot of, I, I couldn't find a lot of recordings of jazz musicians playing it, but it's amazing. It's so much fun to play. 
Look it up. It's, I mean, you know the tune. The, the somewhere, da, da, da. Beautiful tune, beautiful lyrics. Somewhere over the rain. Oh, no, no not that, man, not that. <laughs> no, but the form is a little funky. It's like an ABC form with different lengths on each section. I love my ABCs. Learned them years ago. <laughs> Learned them. Mastered them. But if you can, if you can incorporate one, this, I've noticed that uh, uh, we'll call them people who may not be jazz fans know this tune and love this tune, and it's it's incredibly popular and well known, and it really it works in a jazz repertoire really well. Nice. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to do seven people that may not be jazz fans and call them out by name. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well that brings us to number seven, and um, I'm gonna call a little bit of an audible here just because. Billy Strayhorn's on my mind from from yesterday's episode and go with UMMG. Nice. And this is Upper Manhattan Medical Group, which is kind of a... Healthcare in, scenario, right? A healthcare scenario. And apparently he <laughs> wrote this, I'm just thinking about from in the book, like he, he, got, he was very ill at the end of his life. Yeah. But he was such a consummate artist and creator and creative force. He was writing, you know, he was in the hospital, um, you know, very ill and was still writing and stuff. So he kind of used some names. And, and you would think this is a really dark... He also had a song called Blood Count, and that's like a very pensive, poignant ballad. But this UMMG is actually, you know, like just a great kind of blowing tune. That's yeah, a swinger, right? It's a swinger, kind yeah. of A-A-B-A-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-